If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at American Signature Furniture or designerlooks.com. Hey everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of the Fantasy Football Addicts Podcast. As always, my name is Mung. And hey, it's the Los. Welcome back. You sound sad, Los. Is it because that we're about to talk about the Cleveland Browns on our quick snaps? Quick snaps, quick snaps. I'm not upset. I'm just having a relative meh, the Browns. I mean, everything about Cleveland is meh. Yeah, the mistake on the lake, woof, woof, dog pound. The Jake is actually a nice baseball stadium, but but I don't like the Indians because I'm a Sox fan. Yeah, I uh, I mean, do you guys even really want to listen to us talk about the Cleveland Browns? We could just skip I, this one. I'm actually totally okay with that. Can we talk about know. like some some movies or something we for this episode? We could probably make this one like 10 minutes long. Because, I mean, really, the only thing really to talk about, or I'm going to guess, are, is, is the running back race of mediocrity. Yeah. I guess we should at least talk about it, huh? All right, well, let's start with uh, Josh McCown. You know, he was absolutely spectacular last year in Tampa. Oh, wait. Oh, woo! Um, you know, Josh McCown did okay, uh, all things considered, in Mark Tressman's system back in 2013 when Jay Cutler was out. Uh, but that was definitely due to his sporting cast and the system. Uh, you know, in preseason so far, McCown has looked like his usual self. Uh, I'm not touching him except in the deepest of two quarterback leagues. Would you agree? Yeah, completely agree. Um, He has no weapons, despite the fact they just dropped money on Dwayne Bowe and Brian Hartline. I don't know how they couldn't find somebody else to sign. Yeah, so let's talk about Johnny Manziel because there still is some intriguing upside there. He has looked slightly improved in the preseason. Uh, He doesn't look like he's ready to start just yet. Uh, But, you know, if he does become the starter, his legs always make him an interesting fantasy option. Sure, the same way that the, the legs always make Terrell Pryor an interesting fantasy option. Yeah, um, would you be willing to take a chance on him if he does become the starter by, say, week five, week six? Or is that a waiver wire pickup for you or not even then? Not me. I'd rather take a chance on me than take a chance on him. Okay, I do think that if you're streaming quarterbacks, he's an interesting guy to look at um, just because, again, that pure upside of as a rusher that he has. Sure, but he needs the upside of throwing touchdowns which is how quarterbacks score the most points in this game well you know the uh, cleveland offensive line is very solid i think that assuming one of these backs can you know become the starter per se i think that one of isaiah crowell terrence west or duke johnson could be very interesting yeah i think the train has all but left the station on Terrence West. Um, I don't really see much going on for him. Um, Isaiah Crowell is sort of exciting. He would be more exciting if he wasn't on Cleveland. Um, To me, he came out of the draft undrafted last year and then went ahead and took basically half of the starting job. Um, 
has some ability to catch the football, maybe in a PPR league, maybe look at him a little more. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just that orange and brown color combination for me that I just don't have any interest. Yeah, and Isaiah Crell is being drafted as an RB3 right now. You know, in standard leagues, he's going right around uh, the the early seventh round. And in PPR leagues, he's going right around the early or mid to late eighth. Um, and I think that's about right because Crowell has shown what he is. He's not the greatest running back. Um, his numbers were buoyed a little bit last year due to the touchdowns that he got. He does have a nose for the end zone. Um, but the guy that I'm really interested in is Duke Johnson. I actually, as you recall, uh, drafted him in the Dynasty League that we're in together. And I think that he, out of all of the Browns running backs, is the most talented. He's got that explosiveness. Um, he's a good uh, a good runner with vision. And I think that if he can, you know, get back on track from this hamstring injury that he's been battling, uh, you know, he has a chance to become the starter. Also opportunity. If they were that uh, sold on Crowell or West, then they would not have drafted Duke Johnson Jr., yeah, and regardless of whoever ends up winning this job, he's going to be running behind a very good offensive line. Last it's year, true. Uh, they lost Alex Mack, their center, to injury. He's back now and healthy. Um, back you know, from the secret world. <laughs> you know, I was going to make a reference, but I wasn't sure what percentage of our uh, audience would actually understand that little Easter egg. Whoever ends up, uh, you know, as the starter, the Cleveland staff has expressed their desire to have a guy be sort of their bell cow running back. And so that that means that whoever does end up winning the job could eventually be a low end RB1, high end RB2. I don't believe that. I think that's motivational coach speak to try and get one of these guys to jump up and take control of the opportunity and try and be the best they can be. Yeah, I do think that there is a little bit of truth. They might not be, you know, the full three down back at 300 touches a year. Uh, but I do think that one guy could get, you know, 70, 80 percent of the touches if they do emerge in that backfield. So what about Duke Johnson? Right now he's going in, you know, the late ninth round in standard. And then in PPR, he's going just about the same position. Would you rather have him at that spot or would you have Crowell, you know, a round or two earlier? I would actually rather have Duke Johnson there. And I'd rather, um, I'd rather hope that he fell to me a little later or try and trade the guy that drafted him and try and, you know, make him think, well, you know, he's hurt. He's heard what's going to happen. You know, he's a rookie. He hasn't even seen the real NFL field yet. Just because, you know, who came into last year hurt? Odell Beckham. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, he's not going to have that similar meteoric rise, but I get what you're saying. And I do think that uh, once he actually kind of gets some playing time in the uh, in the end of the preseason, I do think that his ADP might even go up a little bit more than where it's at now. Sure, absolutely. And by no means, don't try to think that I'm trying to romanticize the uh, returning to the season to save the day thing. Um, right off the bat, running backs have a slim to none chance of doing that compared to that of wide receivers. Yeah, I think that, you know, for the most part, keep an eye out for the Cleveland backfield situation. But I, I honestly don't know that I want to draft any of these guys as any or excuse me as any earlier than a running back three all right that's far too much on that 
All right. Well, there's really not much to discuss at the tight end position. Uh, are Rob- you kidding? That's the, that's the part where I'm going to start to get excited. Okay. Uh, are you a Rob Hausler guy? I am, even though he's not even listed as tight end one right now. Rob Hausler, to me, has the potential to be this year's Travis Kelsey. Ooh, that is, I don't know about that. Hot take. Okay. Uh, you want to explain yourself there? Rob Hausler is a beast among boys given the opportunity given the balls thrown to him which josh mccown has shown that he can throw to the ball to the tight end quite aptly and if manzel's in there i know i know the old adage is that tight end uh, or the young quarterback's best friend is the tight end well this young quarterback's best friend just might be the tight end he's a large fast athletic man he should have put up much better numbers his year with the cardinals although they completely misused him i mean they ran their offense. They didn't. They used him for what they wanted him to do. But obviously, he was not a fit. If he finds a place where he is a fit, this guy can be a force. I Especially mean, since you can get him for peanuts. I, I understand what you're saying, and I do like his athletic profile. We didn't really get to see much of him when he was in Arizona. Uh, but the problem is, I just don't know that mccown or manzel can fully tap the potential that rob hauser could have in an offense that would feature the tight end more um and more is either of them a significantly better or worse quarterback than alex smith yes i do think that alex smith is albeit a somewhat um unexciting Yeah, I was about to say unexciting fantasy option, but I do think that as a quarterback in the NFL, he is a much, much better talent than Josh McCown or Johnny Menzel. Sure. Okay. He's I, he's more efficient, more effective, but he's going to, I mean, he utilized his tight end because he's an efficient and effective quarterback. Josh McCown, also an efficient quarterback, not a highlight real quarterback. I don't know. I think even that might be a stretch. Uh, but more more than even just the quarterback issue, I do think that the Browns also like Gary Barnage. Um, I think that Jim Dre is going to play some snaps as a good blocker. You know, I think that it's going to be a little bit of a tight end by committee as well, and that's why I'm just not that excited about Rob Hausler. Sure, and I can understand why you're not, um, considering the last news out of the Cleveland Plain Dealer is that there's an undrafted tight end that's pushing Rob Hausler for a roster spot. So he may fall off the face of the earth, but if he does not and he realizes his true potential is a 6'5", 250 athletic specimen of man, then he might be this year's Travis Kelsey. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I uh, like I said before, I do think that he does have the physical talent there. I just don't know if all the pieces are necessarily going to come together to you know help him succeed. Sometimes the pieces never come together. Sometimes they do quite nicely. Okay. Um, you know, I certainly can't uh, fault you if you want to draft him in the you know last few rounds. Everybody there at that point is a, is a lottery ticket, essentially, and Hausler does have high upside, if nothing else. High upside's how you win games. Big risk, big reward. So what about uh, all the different Browns? wide receivers they've got andrew hawkins and taylor gabriel um they've got vince maley the rookie uh they've got travis benjamin they they signed brian hartline from miami they've got they signed Dwayne bow from kansas city me personally i'm not touching any of these guys but the thing is i don't know that anybody else is 
either. And Hartline might be a sneaky PPR sort of play. You know the Browns are going to be down in games. You know they're going to be throwing the ball, trying to score. You know what we can't rely on Dwayne Bowe to go up and get a ball and bail you out of a situation or catch that many balls to begin with. So Brian Hartline may be an extremely, extremely sneaky sleeper for PPR. As, as I, sleepers are barely a thing anymore nowadays, but there is absolutely zero buzz on Brian Hartline. Yeah, I'll give you that. And he did have two back-to-back 1,000-yard receiving years back in, I think it was 2012 and 2013 with Miami. Yeah, it's a little bit ago now. Um, but that said, I just, again, I think if more than anything, it's my lack of faith in Josh McCown and Johnny Manziel because, you know, Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson managed to be relevant wide receivers, but they are special talents. And I just don't know that... Uh, you know, McCowan or Manziel can really do much with guys like Brian Hartline or Andrew Hawkins, guys who are, you know, decent options as wide receivers, but not for fantasy. So I guess that, you know, again, as a last round stash, Hartline might be interesting, but me personally, I would rather just grab a guy who's, you know, going to have a lot more upside and, you know, who might even be uh, a, a, an undrafted guy who's not starting but could start by you know midway through the season sure i could see both sides but heartline is a guy who i think i don't think it's outside the realm of possibilities that is undrafted and may see 120 targets okay uh, l- let me put it this way i would take uh, guys like Cecil Shorts, uh, Ruben Randall, even Michael Crabtree before I took a shot on Brian Hartline. Is Randall going undrafted? I hope not. Uh, Ruben Randall is going in the 14th round right now. That's Yeah, that's basically undrafted. Wow. So would you take Hartline over any of those guys that I just mentioned? Cecil Shorts, probably. Um, who were the other two you said? Uh, Michael Crabtree and Ruben Randall. They're all Crabtree and Hartline. I will say are two extraordinarily similar players this year, but I'd rather have Randall over both of them. Okay, um, that's certainly fair. I guess that wraps it up for the most unexciting episode of Quick Snaps that we've had. Quick Snaps. Quick snaps. And, uh, you know, I honestly, I'm rooting for Josh Gordon. I hope he gets it together. Uh, I'm rooting for the Browns as a franchise uh, to get it together because they do have some of the most loyal and faithful fans that I've ever encountered. Um, and, you, you know, you want to see them do well. Yeah, the Cleveland fans are crazy about the Browns. They're a lot like um, the, the Cubs fans, basically, of the 2000s, you know, just clinging to a loser and... And, you know, living and dying with them. Don't you mean the Cubs fans of the past, like, hundred years? <laughs> yeah, but I didn't grow up with those Cubs fans. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll say this. If if they can get uh, Manziel to work out or if they draft another quarterback next year, they do have a decent defense and a very good offensive line to start building a foundation for the future. Yeah, otherwise they're starting to build the same foundation and uh, legacy at quarterback that the Bears uh, have had. Oi, uh, yeah, we don't need to get back into that discussion right now. So, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you can tweet questions to us. I am at FFA underscore M-E-N-G. 
And despite my otherwise aloofness about this episode, I'm still at FFA underscore Los, and I'm still waiting to hear from some of you guys on Twitter. Um, be sure to send me your questions. Be sure to send Dan your questions at FFA underscore D-A-N Dan. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on the iTunes and in your, um, uh-oh. In your in your podcasting app, that purple little app that you click every time you want to hear us, um, this will ensure that you get all the latest updates and downloads immediately sent to your phone or tablet, so that you have the up and edge on your league. All right, guys. Well, Los has to uh, go do his homework and study now. So, peace out. Bye, guys. Thanks, addicts. At Wendy's, we make breakfast better, like with our breakfast baconator. Better from top to bottom bun. Savory sausage patty? Better. Crispy oven baked bacon? Better. Fresh cracked egg? Better. The Breakfast Baconator might just be the greatest breakfast sandwich of all time. So you can keep settling for not better, or you can get a better breakfast from Wendy's. Tough choice. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's Better Breakfast. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours.